Tonight we destroy the myth that God gave up on Israel and replaced them with the modern day Christian church. And we'll explain why the UN didn't kick the Palestinians out of Israeli land, that they ran on their own accord. And finally, we will destroy the myth of 1 Thessalonians 5, 3, referring to a moment of peace and safety in regard to the rapture. All this and more in tonight's edition of the last Christian radio show. Welcome to the last Christian radio show with your hosts, Brother J.D. Williams and Brother T.L. Farley. It's now time to grab your Bible as prophecy brings into focus the events playing out on the world stage at incredible speed right before our very eyes and exactly as was foretold. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Last Christian Radio Show. My name is J.D. Williams. I'm extremely frustrated in East Texas, and I would like to welcome my uh, co-host, Mr. T.L. Farley. And Terry, I am discombobulated beyond belief. Well, welcome to the club, dude, because uh, I feel just as bad. Uh, you know, it's it, it, I, right when you called, you'd been having that computer trouble, and then mine went down. Oh, man. So uh, yeah. we're going to have to talk to Mr. Gates. No, we're going to talk to Sudden Link Communications. <laughs> Let me make this extremely okay. clear. East All Texas, right. Sudden Link Communications. They just uh, turned off the entire internet to all of East Texas. It's been down all day, and it's causing me great frustration. So I would like to give them full credit and appreciation. So thank you, Sudden Link <laughs> Communications of East Texas. Okay. Uh, now, seriously, guys, uh, to, to get back into this, um, there were some serious questions that, that came up from our show on Tuesday, and I, I kind of addressed that a little bit in the in the open, but uh, I really do think, Terry, that we got to get into it because I think we can clear a lot of this up really quick. Um, first of all, the very first question that I received was, didn't God just give up on Israel? I mean, uh, you know, kick them out, basically, and replace them with the Christian church? That's one of the questions that I that I got, and a significant number of them. And I know I've got a little information on that, but I'm sure you do too. Yeah, yeah, no, it's completely wrong. God's promises uh, to Israel and to everyone, his promises are eternal uh, for them, for Israel, per the Abrahamic covenant, in Genesis chapter 12, which we have gone over, and we will go over it gladly uh, when we have the time and place. Uh, again, uh, we don't tire of that uh, because it helps us to understand that not only is God faithful to Israel, he is faithful to everyone who believes in him and follows him. Right. And, you know, what I was pointing to was uh, I, I went to Ezekiel 37. I mean, you know, our study right yeah, now is yeah. Ezekiel 38. Sure. But yeah. if, if you just go back a chapter to Ezekiel 37, you find out that uh, that God made it very clear He was going to bring Israel back into the land. 
And as a matter of fact, and here's where I'm going to have uh, some issues, Terry, because of the computer going down all day and me not being able to access it. But uh, he stated that he was not only going to bring Israel back, but he was going to unite them. You know, there there were there was different factions in the Jews, and he said he was going to bring them all together into one into one nation with one king and that's where my study was about to begin before sudden link communications of east texas took me out for the day so um, yeah what, what do you have on that yeah certainly um you know there there is so much from genesis through revelation about Israel's position with God. He comes back to earth for the very purpose of saving Israel. Uh, after he has chastised them because of their unbelief during the tribulation, he comes back and we the bride are with Jesus, Revelation chapter 19, he comes back to save Israel. And, and so there's the idea that there's any separation between God and Israel, that God is going to walk away from them, that his promises are not eternal. This is all absurd, and this is coming from people who do not consider the word of God the word of God. Right, right, exactly. And again, you know, I, I would encourage people to go to Ezekiel chapter 37 because it's got so much information in there. I mean, it really talks about uh, bringing, bringing the the Jews back, and uniting them all, as I said, under one king, and I just I wish I'd have had more time. I really do. To, well, to, there was to, there was a statement there was a statement that you made in our earlier conversations before we came on air about um, somebody suggesting the Palestinians had created Israel in 1948. Israel offered to keep all of these, uh, the Palestinians within Israel when they were attacked immediately after they were declared a nation. It was the Palestinians who told their followers uh, to leave Israel and they would get their homes back after Israel was defeated. Well, that one fell on its face. Israel even offered to those who had left their homes, now listen to this, had left their homes the option of returning after Israel's victory, and Israel's offer was rejected by most of them because of the threats of those leading the Palestinians. For a full, historically documented, detailed examination of the history of the Palestinians in Israel, you can Google Israel at the Crossroads by Michael Dolan, who is a well-known international professional journalist, and he gives you from, from the beginning of Genesis all the way through, plus all of the political movements and everything that have taken place over the centuries. Uh, it is an outstanding book. Again, it's called Israel at the Crossroads. All of this is documented. There isn't anything in his book that you cannot prove, that you cannot bring up. Uh, if Google is faithful, <laughs> well, but, well but nonetheless, it's it's in a, it's a matter of historical record. Yeah, well, you know, I I told you uh, again before sudden link communications of East Texas took me out that what I had done uh, was begin to research a lot of this stuff and found uh, the the question that Terry is referring to 
uh, and I got a couple of dozen of them, uh, was that didn't the UN force the Palestinians out of their homes in 1948? And wouldn't you two guys be mad if that happened to you? Well, on the second half of your question, yeah, I would be very mad if somebody forced me out of my home, but the fact is that didn't happen. Um, not yeah. according to what um, what I was able to discover. Uh, now, what I went to, um, I think, Terry, I don't know if that book that you just referenced is, is you know, based on religious beliefs or, or you know, or is more, no, this or more. man is close friends. This man is close friends. Dolan is close friends with uh, many Palestinians. Okay. He's lived in Israel for 20 or 30 years now, okay. probably 30 or 40 now by now. Okay. What I found was, um, now you guys can research this, it's, it's from the Columbian College College of Arts and Sciences. This is a very secular group, uh, and they call themselves the History News Network. And I pulled up about, uh, I think it's 12 pages, maybe 16, I can't remember. Printed it off, double-sided, double, <laughs> double and I haven't really even been able to go through all of it yet, but... Um, the beginning of it is titled Why Did the Palestinians Run Away in 1948? Now, that is very, very different from being kicked out. I mean, there's a huge difference between run away and forced to leave. I mean, that's basically... When they were going yeah. through the, those early days, the Palestinians uh, were... Uh, shooting radio uh, into uh, Israel proper, uh, telling the Palestinians if they stayed, the Israelis would kill them, uh, telling them that they had to escape, they had to get out of there because the uh, Palestinian forces were going to be so overwhelming that they would be in danger of getting hurt. There were all kinds of lies that were told. Yeah, and you know what and, this and is, and that, and again, I'm coming at this from from. Uh, Michael Dolan's book as an example that the records are, are in many places but this book Israel at the Crossroads opens up the whole thing to you yeah well you know and that's facts. yeah and that's one one guy's version and this guy's version there were this group's version is that no the Palestinian Authority or the, the head honchos or whatever didn't want them to go but they were so afraid of the Israelis that they just went on their own accord. What it does say? No, no, well, I'm just, no, okay, that's a lie. I'm, I'm just going by by what I got <laughs> right there for you. You know that uh, you can see it. My my audience can't. But but anyway, yeah. um, the, the 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 fact is is that you know there there's a version that you have. There's a version that I have, and I'm I'm sure that there's a truth somewhere in the middle of the two. I'm just, I'm just taking a guess here. But irregardless of that, let's go back a little bit. And it states that in 1947, the discussion, you know, not the creation of Israel, but the discussion of a creation of an Israeli state and a Palestinian state was before the United Nations. And the Israelis were thrilled. I mean, you know, they want to get back into the land some way or another. The Palestinians, they wanted to squash Israel. They didn't want to have anything to do with it. So they rejected it. 
they rejected yeah. the offer. So yeah. there was actually an offer on the table in 1947 to create a, an Israeli state and a Palestinian state. The Israelis were agreeable to it, the Palestinians refused it, and what you get is an Israeli state and problems. They're and what you have there is a perfect example of what the uh, Palestinians have always done to this day. They never miss an opportunity to miss an opportunity. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, so for those of you that said that, you know, they were, they chased the Palestinians away. No, they didn't. No matter no. which... No matter which version that you want to choose, whether it's the, the, the book that Terry mentioned or this uh, whatever it is from the History News Network version, either one of them, it makes it very clear that the Israelis had nothing to do with the fact the Palestinians left. Whether they were told That's by their right. leaders to do it or whether they did it on their own, it doesn't matter. The fact remains they left. And Terry is correct that the Israelis did offer initially to have those people return. They waited so long that it became a it became like an invasion force. You know, you you offer to let people come back in for a while, and then all of a sudden, these aren't the people coming back to get their homes. These are people coming back with with rifles and machine guns and hand grenades and bombs to try to blow you up. Well, obviously, you're going to shut your doors on that at some point, and that's what Israel did. And the proof that that would have actually happened, that there would have actually been some uh, destruction, just look over there now, because those same people that were ready to come in there then, they're still waiting, or their kids or grandkids or whatever. Yeah. So, anyway... Uh, we do have to move on because the, the, the big thing, the big one, and I'm not even going to tell you guys how many emails I got on this. Terry and I were starting in on uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and um, Terry read the first uh, five verses, and there was one verse, just one verse. That's the entire concentration for you guys. And that is verse number 3, which mentions peace and safety, that there's going to be peace and safety, and then... The rapture happens, and so I created controversy, Terry, because I said, well, you know, if that's the case, then the rapture can't happen, can it? And then we had to kill the show. We had to move on. I told you that, you know, we gave you a big tease, and we were going to come back. Well, okay, we gave you that big tease, we're coming back, now we're going to explain what I was talking about. We're going to explain it and make sense of it, because no, peace and safety in this particular instance does not mean that there has to be peace and safety in the whole world before the rapture occurs. And Terry, I know you've got all kinds of uh, scripture on that. And I have my own little deal. I mean, I did a little bit of research before Southern Link of East Texas took me out for the day. And my little bit of research was from a couple of Bible commentaries that I saw in which they said it really doesn't and I know we have different versions here, uh, but um, they said that it really doesn't mean peace and safety before the rapture, but at really sort of at the moment of it or even after, you know, that everybody is really thrilled that I guess that all the Christians are gone or something and they, they say peace and safety. And you, then when I told you about that, you said, no, 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 that ain't it. So I'm going to let you explain it. Go ahead. Sure. Um, 
And the reason we know this is because it says in uh, verse 3, for when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction shall come upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape in the same way a pregnant woman falls into labor pains. Paul likens the sudden destruction. And and we notice he says this is going to happen as like a thief. But he says it's not going to be like a thief to believers in Jesus. Why? Because believers in Jesus are anticipating Jesus calling them out. And so when this happens, the reason this happens is because the rapture happens. It's going to be almost simultaneous. Just we talked about this before that it's going to happen in because this is this moment when the rapture takes place is the beginning. The door is opening to the day of the Lord when for the next seven years, right, there's going to be hell on earth, right, and that's the day of the Lord and so forth. As it, as it goes forward. Um, and so then we understand it actually extends on even beyond the millennium, but we, we don't have time to go into all of that. Yeah. But the point being is that when this happens, when the rapture happens, it's that's going to be the creation of the detonation of the peace and safety that the world uh, leaders and so forth are experiencing. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, Again, I'm I'm about as clear as mud on um, you know the actual meaning of the peace and safety part. I mean, you know, it's uh, again I'm I'm reading here strictly from the New King James Version, and I don't know. Maybe we will always have different opinions on this one, Terry. I don't know, uh, but I, and it's not different opinions really. It's an understanding, okay? Because I I still am not yeah. clear on this. Uh, but sure, anyway, sure. Um, chapter five. And I'm going to start in verse 1, and again, I am in the New King James Version, okay? Go right ahead. Um, It says, But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the light. Now, I want to stop right there because it doesn't say rapture. What it says is, For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. Okay, then we move on to to verse 3. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. Now, again, I'm just reading this as a... uh, somebody that hasn't done 40 years of Bible study on the rapture alone and, you know, somebody that's been in, you know, some kind of seminary or something. But I put together verses 2 and verses 3 in that the way I read it, you have the day of the Lord coming as a thief in the night. Now, that's the same reference, the same wording that's used in the rapture, but it's not the same thing. In my opinion, I could be completely wrong, okay? But that's my opinion. It's not. It's it's using the same teaching of the thief. Remember in Matthew 24, when Jesus talks about, he says, I'm going to tell you about uh, the season of the fig tree, right? 
Right. He goes into that, the parable of the fig tree, right? He goes into that, and he talks about this time when there's a blossoming, where there's a like a springtime, where all this it looks like you're going to have a great season. It looks like, it appears as if you're going to have a great season, of great plenty of, of good farming and all of that, crops, and so forth. That, it's the beginning of that. It's the springtime of that. Yeah. Okay. And he said, that's when G- Jesus said, that's when the the uh, beginning of the day of the Lord, Paul calls it. But Jesus is talking about the rapture. And they use the same word thief in both instances. In both because instances, yeah. in both instances, because it's going to be for people who do not believe in the Lord. It's going to like, okay, things are getting better. We're starting to rock and roll. This is good. And boom, the rapture happens. Now, in the meantime, please let me emphasize, Jesus has already warned, Christians are going to be facing persecution and, and, and troubles and so forth and so on. So it's that peace and safety is going to be enshrouded upon the people of the world. The earth dwellers, the book of Revelation calls them over and over again, the earth dwellers. They're fat and happy. They've got the world. They just want to get rid of people who are in their way of enjoying themselves and doing whatever they want. Right. And well, I'm cutting a lot of things short here, but yeah. Yeah. Well, again, I'm, I, again I'm, like I said, we may have completely different opinions on this particular thing. And that's okay. You know, it really is. Because I'm still putting together verses 2 and 3. I didn't get to completely finish what I was talking about here. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That is that for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord, doesn't say rapture, it doesn't say taking away, it says day of the Lord, okay? That you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. Now that's the same wording as a rapture but it's a different in a different context okay. in my opinion oh, wait are you still not letting me finish okay go ahead hang on go ahead go hang ahead. on okay so well you hang on go ahead <laughs> <laughs> okay i like i said we may not have the same opinion on this but i do want to make no, my go point ahead. no okay? we're running out of time yeah go quickly ahead, get your thing out yeah. okay um for <laughs> when for when they shall say Peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains on a pregnant woman. Again, it's a lot like the rapture, but in my opinion, it's not the rapture. In my opinion, this is after the rapture, and people are saying, okay, all these people are now gone. Now we can all have peace and safety. And again, we've talked about this a lot, you know, that's kind of simultaneous, you know, the, the day of the Lord and you know, like there's a rapture, and then the, the day of the Lord has to follow the rapture. We agree on that part. So yeah. I'm saying that in this particular verse, that's not talking about the rapture. It's actually talking about the day of the Lord. And that the rapture has occurred, and then this happens. They say, oh, okay, great, we have peace and safety, and then the day of the Lord strikes. Okay. okay? They, are, they are described in verse Four, if you keep going, yes, they are described in verse four as being simultaneous. Watch what it says in verse four. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness that that day. 
Uh-oh, that day. It doesn't mean someday. It means the day you're talking about in verse 3. You're talking about the verse. You're talking about what's taking place in verse 3. That day should overtake you as a thief. Right. Okay, right. wait a so, minute. Yeah. He's talking about the day of the Lord coming, and it's going to take them as a day of a thief. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay well, so, we'll do uh, this again. Yeah, we, we got to do it again. And uh, th this is a great deal, and I, I want you guys to understand when Terry and I get into this stuff, we both have the same thing in mind. We both agree. There is no disagreement, and I'll let him say yes when I'm done with this statement. There is no disagreement between the two of us that the rapture comes before the day of the Lord, right? Amen. Okay. Amen. So it doesn't matter, you know, how, it really doesn't matter how we get there. As long as Christians understand that we're not going to be around for it, then we really don't have to spend that much time on it, but we're trying to, we're, we're just trying to touch on it really quickly. Terry, you have exactly 30 seconds to tell us about Blast Off for PMR and Eye of the Storm. Okay, uh, Blast Off for PMR, Google TL Farley Books, over 1,300 verses, uh, alphabetized uh, in the Bibles in the back uh, with over uh, 25 plus different Bible versions. So you can check out not only the New King James, but you can check out a whole bunch of them and, and see what they say. And don't forget, uh, from the eye of the storm, Sunday night, 7.30 Central Time on revelationradio.net. Thank you, sir. And I do encourage people to tune in for that. I also encourage everybody. Uh, now, again, we do believe that the rapture is coming. We don't think that there's anything else that needs to happen before it occurs. So if we have, if, if we get to have a show Saturday, feel, you know, that's great. If not, well, you, you know, we warned you. Okay. But if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please do so now. All you need to do is ask God for forgiveness. Tell him that you know Jesus died for you on the cross, that after three days he rose from the dead, he ascended to heaven, and that he's coming back for his church. And we believe that day is coming quickly. Now, I want to also remind you guys to uh, tune in to the podcast series. That's every Wednesday night at lastchristian.net. And next Wednesday, I'm going to have uh, Tony Peters, the first part of two interviews with him, and I know that you guys are want to want to be a part of that. Um, also, again, if we do have a Saturday, uh, I want to invite you back for another edition of the Last Christian Radio Show because we're just now. I mean, Terry, in all honesty, we have been in Ezekiel thirty-eight for two shows, and we have made it through exactly five verses of Ezekiel yeah. thirty-eight. Yeah. Okay, we got a lot to go. We even kind of reference back yeah. to thirty-seven. And we got a mm -hmm. lot to go with 38 before we get to 39. You know how I said that maybe it might take us three or four weeks to make it to just talking about the uh, different, you know, trio situations? Well, that turned out to be about three months, and this one's probably going to turn out to be about six. So anyway, until Saturday, everybody, good night, and uh, I do wish you the best. God bless. Thanks again for joining us today for The Last Christian Radio Show. And be sure to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday from 7.30 to 8 p.m. Central Time right here on Revelation Radio. And don't forget to join us every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. Central for The Last Christian Podcast 
Now available on all major podcast platforms and at www.lastchristian.net. Until the trumpet sounds.